The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Jesus came and introduced a new system for the kingdom of God. It's a government that's set up to meet every need that a person would have, independent of what's happening in this earthly economy. I say to you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. No longer do you have to bear the weight of your own provision. Well, I'm telling you, you don't have to earn a living. Your living has already been earned by Jesus Christ. So your labor is not in overtime. It's in the Word of God. Everything changes when the kingdom comes and the kingdom has come inside of you. He says over here in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Let's look at that same scripture in the NIV. Now they have it up on the board. They'll put it up on the board for you. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth. I didn't misread that brings wealth without painful toil for it. Okay? Now this is different. This is different than how Adam was living uh, after he had sinned. Now let's go and just look at that. And if you will, go to Genesis chapter 1. And in Genesis chapter 1, this is a case where God said, let us make man and I am it after our likeness to let them have dominion over the fishes here, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Okay. So God is saying, let them have dominion. Them is mankind. So he doesn't have it. Dominion, authority. Dominion, rulership. Dominion, stewardship or caretakership, responsible for it. Dominion, ownership. Let them have it. I don't have it, says God. They got it. Now, with that thinking, one of the speakers in our International Faith Conference came through here and they did a composite. They put together some of the speakers and what sound bites they made, some of the sound bites. And this particular speaker was Dr. Jesse Duplantis. And he said something. He said, God said to him, said, Jesse, I am God. He said, and Jesse, I have the power to take your life, but I do not have the authority. Now that's a tweet. I have the power to take your life, but I do not have the authority. He said, there are a lot of people that have come up here and said that, you know, people say the Lord called them home. He said, I didn't call them home. They call themselves. 
Now, I want you to see what he's talking about here. Let's go to Numbers, Numbers chapter 14. Now, this is when there was the children of Israel had been in the wilderness and they sent out 12 spies, swath spies of the land of Canaan. And they sent those 12 spies out. And the 10 of them came back with an evil report. Okay. They came back with something that God didn't say. Now, remember where he's taking you is the impossible. That's why you need faith. Because faith connects you with God and with God, all things are possible. So wherever you see the impossible, just think about it. That's where your stuff is at. That's where my stuff is at. Got it. So the enemy makes it look impossible. Look what he says in Numbers chapter 14, 28. Say unto them, this is God talking to Moses. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. All that unbelief you spoke, you're going to get it. Going down to the next verse. After the number of the days in which you search the land, even 40 days, each day for you a year shall bear your iniquity, even 40 years, and you shall know my breach of promise. You shall know my breach of promise. I looked that up, breach of promise, in my Senate column reference. Here's what it says. You have altered my purpose. Little you can alter big God's purpose. Why? Because of your authority. Jesse, there are a lot of people that say, I called them home, but I didn't call them up here. Their mouth called them up here. Proverbs chapter 20, uh, 18, 21, death and life or where? In the power of the tongue. So notice what their tongue did. They were hung by their tongue. By what they said kept them out of 7,000 promises. And it'll keep you out. Jesse, I am God. And I have the power to take your life. But I do not have the authority. Let's stop talking about that. I am God and I have the power to make you rich, but I do not have the authority. I want you to see this. It's not God holding back on you because he's already got a promise in there that says wealth and riches shall be in your house. So he's already got the promise. So don't think, oh, I guess God, <laughs> you ain't that special. You, God has no respect of persons. What he did for Bill Wentz who came here with $200 and look at him now, then he'll do it for you. He has no respect. But I made sure I kept my mouth right. Because I knew that if God be for me, no government, no no haters. None of that could stand against me. I've had them show up in my office. If I call the names, you'll, everybody in here will know it. 
uh, uh, Reverend, how did you do this? I said, the Lord did it. No, I ain't talking about that. I mean, how, how did you do this? See, they want me to say some political something, something, something uh, don't need it. And I'm going to show you, you don't need it. God is your source. And the devil's job is to get you not to see God as your source. All right, let's just work with this. Can we work with this just a minute? All right, so that's Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. How about Genesis 1, 28? And he goes on down. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So now God has given man all this earth. Okay, look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. And in 2, verse 1, he says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Now, why did he rest? Because he was what? You mean he was tired? Wasn't tired. He's finished. Verse three, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which he had created and made. All right. So, Here's God. He's made everything. He made all these things on the six days and six days. And at the end of the sixth day, he made something or created something called man. We studied that. What is man? And so he created man, mankind. All right. So now this man is made like God. He's created like God. He's, he's got the same DNA as God. He thinks like God. He, um, all of his, um, whatever it is, it's like God. So this man created to live forever, but God gives him a prohibition. He puts him in a garden and he's created everything for the man. So the man doesn't have to go out and hunt anything. God has got everything for him. Now look what he says here in verse 15. He gives him a prohibition. He says this, Genesis chapter two and verse 15. And the Lord God took a man, put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. This is his responsibility. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. But of the tree of the garden, of, of the not, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely what? Die. So was man originally made to die? No, nope, he was not. God told him the day you eat of this though, you're going to change the purpose. You're going to change everything. All right. So we go on down to chapter three and verse one. So the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So this is Eve talking with the devil. How many of you know, don't spend any time talking with the devil. I'm telling you, cause he can reason better than you can. All right. Now, all of these things that God made were made to serve man. Then he made man. 
Got it? And put him in a body. Got it? The body is not man. As a matter of fact, look at, uh, if you will, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. But I keep under my body. This is Paul talking. He didn't say, I put it under. He said, I'm keeping this thing under. He said, and bring it into subjection, lest at by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. In other words, I got to control this thing. Why? Why? Because this body in the Greek is soma, which means slave. So your body is a slave of your spirit and your mind. And it was designed just like these trees, just like this gold, just like everything else God created. It was all designed to serve you. Not you serve it. It does not tell you how it feels. It does not tell you to go to the riverboat. It does not tell you. Now, I don't know, you can go where you want to go. You're a free person. But my point to you is, is some places, once you get born again, your new born again spirit has the DNA again of God, and it's going to want to go to the left, and that body might going to go to the right. It might. The body says, it's 11 o'clock at night. I know I shouldn't have any pie, but give me that pie. The, the spirit says, fool, you don't need that pie. You need to go to bed. You've gained 10 pounds already in the last week. But you, come on now. Am I, am I? Now, I don't, <laughs> I'm not trying to insult you. I'm trying to tell you that you have to keep your body under, not put it under. You have to make yourself get on that treadmill. And every time you try to get on there, watch your body say, you don't need that today. It'll tell you in one minute, you don't need that today. You've got to say, shut up and start walking. Praise God. Amen. We all have to do that, folks. We all have to do that. Adam was created to live with an unlimited potential mindset. Now, that's very important. Unlimited potential. Because he was made like the father to continue to create. Now don't think just because you did something yesterday and thought of something, that's all there is. Folks, there's enough potential in you to last a million years. Every one of us. So new ideas, concepts, new visions, you were made to have those things. So now here's Adam. The Bible says Eve ate, gave it to Adam, and he did eat. Now they've fallen. Now what did they lose in the fall? The first thing he lost was position. He lost his position. He was no longer the head. He was now under Satan's authority. And now he's in a bad place that supernaturally he's going to have to get out of. What else did he lose? He lost his potential, his, his unlimited potential. Now, mankind does have potential, but it doesn't have unlimited potential. With God, you have unlimited potential. Why? Because God is your potential. 
What else did he lose? He lost his fellowship with God. Couldn't talk to him anymore. You got the phone working? All of a sudden, the line gets cut. Hello? 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 Now, they're still on the other end, but the connection is broken. So he can't hear God. And now he doesn't know God, so he fears God. So he runs from him, hides from him, the one that made him. And then as we go on down, he lost his ability to do what God, what God wanted him to do, what God said. Why? Because he's getting put out of the garden. Now he loses his assignment. But here's what I want to get to. This is why this part of the teaching is called opening the door to supernatural provision. He lost his provision. Now he's in survival mode. Verse 17. Chapter 3. And unto Adam he said, Because you have hearkened to the voice of your wife and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is a ground for your sake. And in sorrow shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread until you return to the ground. Now let's just use that verse 17 and start there in the Amplified. Let's see what it says. And Adam, he said, because you have listened to the, and given heed to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree, which I commanded you saying, you shall not eat of it. The ground under you is cursed because of you in sorrow and toil underline and put in your Bible toil, sorrow and toil. Shall you eat of it of the fruits of it all the days of your life. Next verse. Tom, uh, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread until you return to the ground. Okay. So what is he saying? Adam, no longer am I your provider. You are your provider. You're going to have to bear the weight of all your own provision. Now, because of that, then the earth is resisting you, so you're going to have to struggle to get it. So in toil and sweat and struggle and, and, and whatever else goes along with that, that's the state of mind that you're going to be in. So you're going to be always looking of how to solve this provision crisis. So everything you do now, you're going to measure through whether I can, can pay for this or not, uh, if I can um, do this, if I can afford this, so forth and so on. Watch this provision. It's going to overshadow everything. So 24-7, mankind has been concerned about provision. And that is what Jesus came to do. He came to redeem us. He came to take us back from being concerned about what we're going to eat and drink, how we're going to pay the rent, how we're going to send the kids to school. He came to take that off our minds. Why? Because when that's on your mind and that is the focus of your attention, then creativity drops down to all-time low and you cannot fulfill the assignment.
assignment and purpose that God has for your life with a provision-minded mindset. Because you can't serve two masters. Now, are you here? All right, let's just keep rolling with that. Let's go over and see how Jesus came in and he introduced and start teaching on how to live independent of the provision of uh, uh, thought, how, how I can live independent of, of this. Oh, 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 if I could just get a little enough money, so forth, how I can live independent of this kind of thinking, this anxiety. Let's go over to Matthew chapter six, please. Matthew chapter six. He says first in verse 25, he said, no man can do what? Serve, pardon me, don't, uh, verse 24, 24. No man can do what? Serve two masters. All right. You were made that the master who meets your needs is the one you serve. You were made that way. You, no man or woman could exist without an overlord. You and I were always supposed to exist with an overlord. In other words, um, we were never sovereign within ourselves. We look to something higher. That's why if man doesn't have Jehovah God, he makes another God. He makes something because he was not made to exist without an overlord. He was just that way. With the curse system, mankind begins to see his job or people or whatever as their source because they don't have God. So this is the only thing that they have that they can rely on or trust in to give them some sense of security. But the, this job and the system that it's in is not designed to provide you with security. In fact, that employer is not there to make sure that all your needs have been met. That, that, that employee, your employer is there to give you a decent wage and, and make sure that you have a decent wage, but they're not there to take the place of God. And, and what has happened is that we are trying to get enough systems in place that people don't need God, that they got, they've got social this, and socialism that, and so forth. Now, hear what I'm saying. Thank God for the system. But what happened to God as being the one that we go to who's supposed to be the bread provider for humanity? Well, I trust that you were blessed by that message. Now, this is offering day on the broadcast. This is a time that we give all those who are watching our broadcast an opportunity to sow into the ministry. Now, this idea of sowing and reaping is God's idea. I didn't think of this. This is God's idea. He said, given it shall be given unto you. In other words, what we do is sow into the expansion of the kingdom. It's like making an investment. God measures some dividend back to us. Why? For whatever need that we may have. Now, I'd like to give you one thing that God taught me about increase. You'll find that when we come into the kingdom, we all have ungodly thought patterns. We do, every one of us. And these thoughts have to be changed. God said in Isaiah 55, 
He said, your thoughts are not my thoughts because that your ways are not my ways. So I found out that I had to go from a running out mentality to a running over mentality. Now, that came through me studying the Word of God and finding out what God's way of doing things really is. And so it happened to me that I was starting, we were growing here in Chicago area, and God said, I want you to go on radio. Well, I went to the radio station and I went there and, um, you know, I went and told him I'd like to go on radio for 15 minutes on Saturdays. And he signed a contract, yes. I got home, God said, no, I don't want you to go on 15 minutes on Saturdays. I want you to go on every day for 15 minutes, Monday through Friday. I said, oh my goodness. Now, what happened? I went back and, and convinced him that, you know, we can do this. And I didn't know it, but he went behind me and called the lady that, uh, uh, that we knew and said, can he afford that? She said, I don't know whether he's got the money, but he sure has got the faith. <laughs> well, he signed us up. And it's interesting that uh, fear tried to come on me. Why? Not of running out of money, but running out of things to say. I thought after about the third week, something was telling me, you're not going to have anything to say, you're going to be embarrassed and so forth. Let me tell you, I found out when I emptied out is when God filled me back up. And let me tell you, I'm still preaching today on overflow. Praise God. So I'm just saying to you, the tendency that he tries to bring us fear when it's time to sow, because he makes, tries to make us think we're running out. Well, that's the world's way of thinking because they don't have a savior. You have a savior. And as you do so, God promised you that he'll give it back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men will give into your bosom. Get your seed ready. Get ready to expand the kingdom of God through your giving. Let's get that seed ready. Get it in mind. Write it out. Get it in your hand. Or just get it in your mind. And let's pray over it right now. Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, I bring the saints of God before you, the people of God that are listening to this broadcast and are sowing into this ministry. I pray that, Lord, as they release that seed, that my God supply all their need, whether it's money, whether it's debt-free, whether it's healing, whatever it is, I pray that that blessing come back to them speedily. Now, Father, we thank you. We call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Isn't that powerful? Think about it. I came here with $200. Look at us now. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. If he'll do it for BW, he'll do it for you. That's all we have for this time. We love you and keep walking by faith. Jesus came and introduced a new system for the kingdom of God. It's a government that's set up to meet every need that a person would have independent of what's happening in this earthly economy. Therefore, I say unto you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. No longer do you have to bear the weight of your own provision. I'm telling you, you don't have to earn a living. Your living has already been earned by Jesus Christ. So your labor is not in overtime. It's in the Word of God. Everything changes when the kingdom comes. And the kingdom has come inside of you. Step into the door of divine provision 
and experience a supernatural rest with an unlimited increase in every area of your life in Pastor Winston's life-changing teaching, A New Way of Living. To order on CD or DVD, contact us online at billwinston.org or by phone at 1-800-711-9327. Order A New Way of Living today.